Welcome to the Pool Nation podcast, where it's all pool talk. And we ain't talking about netting and jetting or splashing and dashing. We're talking about becoming a nation of pool pros. We talk about the latest products, trends, and training in the pool industry. Now let's welcome your host with over a decade of industry insider experience and still the reigning champion of Marco Polo, Edgar De Jesus, and his co-host, John J.J. Flawless, the fastest netter in the West, and Zach the Pool Boy Nicholas. Welcome, everyone, to the Pool Nation Live podcast. I am your host, Edgar DeJesus, and I am the reigning champion of Marco Polo, along with John J.J. Flawless, the fastest netter in the West, and the famous Zach, the pool boy, Nicholas. Today, we're answering some of your business questions. want to welcome everyone to our live podcast, the podcast where it's all pool talk, and we ain't talking about netting and jetting and splashing and dashing. We're talking about becoming a nation of pool pros. And yes, we will talk about the latest products, trends, and training in the pool industry. But before we get started, I want to thank our sponsors for this podcast, the Ultimate Pool Tools, the SPPA, Blu-ray, Aquastar Pool Products, Natural Chemistry, Raypack, and Heritage Pool Supply. We want to thank them for their continued support. Mr. Zacharias, what's going on? So I think there's going to be strong evidence of the extrovert introvert here tonight because you're going a hundred miles an hour (laughs) because all day long we've been around people and I think you've just absorbed all that energy and my introvert itself has lost all that energy. Yeah. You drained your battery. Your battery's gone. It's empty. What time is it? It's 8.55 and I'm drinking a coffee right now. So yeah, I'm on E. So for everybody listening, we are doing this podcast. Today's actually Saturday of the boot camp. No, we're not going to talk about the boot camp. We got that saved for next week. But what we had to do is we had to come over to the Airbnb that we rented, do a setup. Of course, you're going to have to forgive us because there's a cricket in the background that we can't get to (laughs) shut up. And then on top of that, we have three J's with us. I think we're going to have to explain what the three J's are. Yeah. So We have Jeanette Horn with us. We have Jordan from Blue Oasis Pools, and we have Justin Myers out with us. So actually, after the podcast, we're going to go have some dinner. And I think they're trying to figure out still what we're having for dinner. Have you guys figured it out yet? No, they haven't figured it out yet. (laughs) So I think it's going to be a little bit of a struggle to find that out. So Zach, you tired? Literally, everybody listening to the podcast on Monday, today is Saturday. We literally finished the boot camp. We had the help of the three J's that helped us clean up the place and get everything at least tidied up, not completely ready. But I didn't want to leave a mess for your team and them have to come back and clean everything up and do all that kind of stuff. So a big thanks to the three J's for helping us out and getting that done. They were awesome. By the way, for the three J's, Zach wanted to take you to McDonald's and I talked him out of it because we'll just take him to McDonald's and that'll be good. And I'm like, no, that's not the way we roll. Yeah. So. We have a couple questions that came in. We're going to do a short podcast because we need to get out. And Zach's battery is completely drawn. I'm fired up. I'm ready to go till midnight. And then on top of it, so you've moved from two weeks of sending me the notes so I can plan, <laughs> prepare, 
You you move that to one week, you move that to three days, you move that to the day before, day of, and now he's gotten it down to where he just hands me the laptop with the note, says we're about to start. But that's how good you've gotten. Like, you've gotten that good, you know what I mean? It's like, today I was talking to Jeanette, she's been to the awards, she won Pool Girl of the Year, she did her acceptance speech, and she was a little quiet on that one. And then she went to the nomination event the next year and she just got up. Oh, no, that night she got up on stage and talked and presented one of the categories. And then she did the nomination event. She didn't ask questions. She just got up. She did it. And then last year, she also went into the Pool Nation Awards and presented the Pool Girl of the Year category and just didn't have to look at her notes. She just completely went out there. And then now I think she's ready for some training. Like I saw her today at the boot camp and I don't want to spill too much of the beans, but we had some really cool hands-on stuff, which we'll talk about this coming week. I was watching her and she was scoping it out and giving a little bit of directions here and there. And I'm like, she's ready. She's ready. This is why if you're going to befriend Edgar, just really think (laughs) this through. Jeanette, what do you think? Is that a yes? Everybody, hopefully it was loud enough that you guys could hear it. I got a yes. See, now we just need to figure out what class she's going to train. I figured it out this quick. At the next boot camp at the international show, they're going to have four of the stations for the pump installation. So she could totally do a pump installation. Can you do one of those where you help the people do the pump installation? Careful how you answer, Jeanette. Yeah? All right. So I have witnesses. I have the other two J's in here that have listened to that. We will definitely set that up. So... Anyways, I had a great time at the boot camp. It was absolutely amazing. Loved it Friday with all the people that showed up and today all the hands-on stuff that we did. Again, that's just a teaser. I know, I can't wait to about talk it. about it. Yeah, I know. So John's not here tonight because believe it or not, I don't know what's going on with the world, but there's supposed to be a hurricane out in California. Yeah. It is insane. Yeah. I mean, completely crazy. So a lot of the people that came to the boot camp started getting alerts that their flights were being canceled because of the hurricane. And he was on, and then today he got the cancellation notice of the flight. And so he had to take a four o'clock flight and leave. But a lot of the people that were out here for the boot camp from California, which there was, I think, four or five people from California, they all had to change their flights and they all needed to head back. Yeah, it's wild. I don't know if anyone's seen Escape from LA, but it's coming true. (laughs) It's coming close, right? (laughs) Anyway, so everybody listening, we have a short podcast with, there's a couple of questions that we wanted to get to, and I'm going to get to those first. Zach here. Believe it or not, Zach, I think our housekeeping notes are going way down, right? So the nominations are closed for the Pool Nation Awards. The nominations are going to be September 6th on our live. And then next week we have the Women's Summit event, which I'm super excited about. I think that's going to mm-hmm. be another great event. But I think other than that, that's it for now, right? We have the Pool Nation Awards at the International. Yep. Registration is open for the hands-on classes at the International. We're only going to take 80 people, so you guys are going to want to register. Those courses are going to be free. We're going to do the heater class. We're going to do the pump. We're going to do the automation, and we're going to do a salt system class. And then on Monday, we'll be doing some training classes with like water chemistry, enzymes. We're going to be doing ozone. We'll do borates and have a couple of those managing salt pools and stuff like that. So if you want to go to that, you're going to want to go to the international website, which is PoolSpopHadioExpo.com and register there and it's free. So take advantage. I don't know if the one that we do the next year will be free. So take advantage, jump in there, register. You can also get your tickets to go to the Pool Nation Awards. And after the Pool Nation Awards this year, we have 
the Hassa Pool Nation after party, which is going to be absolutely epic. And that's going to be held at Lounge 66 at the Conrad Hotel, 66th floor overlooking the strip. It's going to be amazing. And it's open bar. Yeah, and epic is an understatement because if you go look at that place, it is pretty freaking sweet. Yeah, so take a look at it. Go to YouTube, check it out. You'll be able to see the videos there. All right, Zach, let's jump in and ask you some questions. So the first question that came in is I am looking to starting in the industry and was wondering if the industry has a seasonality to it. Does it spike in the warmer months and then in the cooler months, does the business go down? This really depends on what market you're in. Obviously, in the markets that have heavy winters, there is an obvious seasonality to it. But if you really watch some of the companies and look at what they're doing up there, they have startups and closings and things like that where they are able to make a lot of money. And it seems, and I could be wrong, but from the companies that I've talked to, that their summer rates are a little bit higher to cover some of that winter cost. Now, I have talked to companies that they do things in the winter like hang Christmas lights or plow snow or things like that, or maybe even do like above ground hot tub services. So for us, when you go down to the south, we're a 12 month market. So our pools are open year round, they're going, but we still have an element of a seasonality. And what that really looks like is going into summer, we see a lot of all types of repairs as people get ready for their swim season and a lot of maintenance calls. And then that kind of carries through summer. And then once we get into fall and winter, our weather does cool down. But what we see is we don't really see a slowdown so much. We'll see a slowdown in the weekly maintenance service calls, but we really see a pickup in the heater services. Most pools down here have a spa attached to it. So we get a lot of heater calls and then a lot of repair calls through the winter. Because again, it's 12 months and you have to have a pump. You have to have a filter. You have to have your salt cell working and all of these things. So when they go down, we still get those calls. Now, one thing I would say is depending on what your seasons are, like for us, the type of repair changes. So one thing you could do is really gear up your inventory as you go into winter, maybe load up on heater parts, stack flue sensors, water pressure switches, things like that, that commonly go out. And then in the summer, obviously people aren't going to be using a lot of that stuff, maybe back off that and then get other things. Yeah. And I think obviously you have very cold climates that do have a seasonality where, like you were saying, that they close, they completely don't service the pools, people don't swim, it freezes. So you have the opening and the closings. The other thing is if you are in a market like Texas, Arizona, California, Louisiana, Florida, all those markets are pretty much open all year round. So yes, there's a slowdown in the demand, but you still need to go out and you need to service the pool. You need to clean it. Something that you might see is obviously as the temperature gets warmer, you're going to use a lot more chems, so your expenses are going to go up, right? And chems are going to be pretty much one of your biggest expenses. So you see that in the summer, it picks up. In the winter, that part slows down, right? So your business kind of becomes a lot more profitable during those winter months because you're not using the chemicals. You're not doing any of that. So it really depends on what market you're getting into, but there are seasonality. Now, if you are in a market that it freezes over in those areas where you do have that seasonality, you still have the opening and the closings. And it's one of the things that we tend to see, we tend to hear is, 
obviously they charge whatever it is, $400, $600 to open or close, to open and to close, right? Because there's a charge to open, there's a charge to close. But then also in those markets, you tend to see that the rates for pool service weekly tend to be higher than some of the other markets. I'm not sure how much from a business standpoint you can look at that in your business strategy and be able to go, hey, obviously during the summer months, I'm not going to be servicing any pools. Does the income from the opening and the closings, are you doing enough that it compensates you for those months that you're not working and are you able to survive off of it? Some of the things that I've heard in some of those markets that some of the pool pros do is during the summertime, they'll service pools. But then I've heard quite a couple other people that they do snow plow if yep. in situations where it's you know completely snowing. There's definitely a seasonality to certain markets in the industry. So you're definitely going to want to take a look at that and see how it's going to affect you and your business. I want to go back to something yeah. you just said, and it doesn't have anything to do with, I guess it does have something to do with seasonality, but you mentioned in those 12 month markets where your costs are higher in summer for Kim's and lower in the winter. And I just want to make a point because we're always talking about knowing your numbers and things like that. But that's why it's important when you're looking at your numbers and your costs to really look at different time frames and things like that. Because if you're trying to get an average cost of what it is costing you, but you just pick some summer months, it may give you a false picture of the big picture, right? right. So make sure that when you're doing those things, account for that seasonality and look at it as overall view. Absolutely. The other thing to also not confuse into the equation is you hear a lot of people when they talk about their numbers and they talk about keeping track of expenses, right? There's a big difference between tracking your business expenses and tracking your chemical costs for an individual pool. And I think a lot of people get confused with that and they come to me and they're like, oh, I'm tracking every tab that I'm adding and every ounce of acid that I'm adding to the pool to figure out what my costs are. And that's really not the way that you start. That would be a second step. But I think the first step that you need to look at is you really need to look at the business expenses, right? You need to look at the insurance, the trucks, the phones, all that kind of stuff and figure out from that standpoint, if your business is being profitable, that'll give you a clear picture a lot quicker. And then if you're not making money or you need to look at it and say, hey, I want to be more profitable, then that's something that you dig into as a second step. So don't get those confused and think that in order for you to be able to figure out your numbers, what you have to do is really dig into how many tabs you're adding right. and all that because your overall expenses is going to have that, right? So your business really cares about, it doesn't care how many tabs it uses, it cares how many buckets you bought, right? Because you buy a bucket and you might not use it, but it doesn't matter. It costs you to buy all the tabs. So definitely take a look at those and there's definitely markets that do have a seasonality to it. Next question is, how do you attract customers? We actually don't do a lot of advertising. What I would say on this is, for us, it was more of a slow journey to attract customers. And we really invested into our website and putting in a lot of effort into the content that we put on there, the information that we put out. That's a slow snowball, but you invest into that, you write extensive details about the service you provide and all of that, and you'll start to gain traction on Google and things like that. So over time, as our website grew, we started ranking higher and that's when the call started rolling in. Another big one for us was wrapping the vehicles, right? Wrapping the vehicles was a big one for us because we're driving around locally. We've got our brand out there. 
So other than wrapping our vehicles, investing in our website and things like that, we do Facebook ads. We don't do a lot, but we're very consistent with it. And another important thing tying back to the website is our marketing web person that we have a really close relationship with. One thing I would tend to get a sense of urgency. Hey, we need to start putting these ads out. We need to be getting in front of people. Let's put more money into it. And he would always advise me, before you put an ad out, where are you going to send them? You don't just stand on the side of the street and wave your arms and say, we're the pool boys and come choose us. One thing is building that foundation of a website and what we would call landing pages, right? So when you put out an ad and it says, hey, you should choose us for weekly maintenance, learn more, it directs them to your landing page where you've invested that time and put in all that information. And for us, that's what's been really effective. Now, for other people, it may not be effective for them. You know, there's Yelp and there's Nextdoor and there's all sorts of other ways to attract customers, but we haven't needed to tap into any of that yet. Yeah. When I started, I did the door-to-door hangers. I did the postcards. I did all that. And I think one of the things that I noticed that worked the best for us was really leveling up our service, trying to figure out what other companies were weak at in our area and us being able to leverage that. And so I've talked about it a whole bunch of times. Mine was a hotel background. So it was hospitality. It was the customer service. It was the conversations, the talking to the customers and stuff like that. So we took advantage of that. We did that. Another thing is that low hanging fruit, really the uniforms, the standing out, the truck with the signage on it. That was huge for us. Very big. That brought us a lot of business. There's different ways to market. You could definitely can do Yelp, right? You could definitely do the Facebook ad like you guys do and stuff like that. I would just be very cautious because one of the concerns that I always have with that is, is marketing is a beast and you really have to know the analytics and your return on investment. And that's very time consuming and it's very study big. And what I mean by study big is you have to study it a lot to be able to understand it and know it. And there's different types of ad that work for different type of market segments and stuff like that. Just having one ad won't work. Like you have to have multiple versions of that ad to be able to test it and see what works in those markets. And if you're new, you really have your head down. You're trying to get through your business. You're having to learn water chemistry. You're having to do all the learning that you can. In this case, you got people coming to the boot camp and they're spending time away from the business. So that's very difficult. Just be very cautious because it's something that you easy, you put your credit card, you pay monthly, you go, but you don't focus on it and then you're not getting that return on investment. And a lot of those have contracts and commitments. And that's a huge point. There's a lot of information on ad copy and the way it's written and if it's going to cause people to engage with you. And if you're just out there trying to do your own ads and what you think, it may not be very effective. And John always talks about how word of mouth and referral is their biggest thing. And so I think that ties directly into what you were saying and the low hanging fruit. And if you listen to the customers, as you go out and you're always listening to what people are saying, they will tell you what they like about you or what they disliked about someone else. And that's the first thing. Figure those low-hanging fruit, what they're telling you, communication or maybe the way they dressed or the way they spoke or whatever it is. And then start dialing that in because word of mouth is a very effective way to attract new customers. Yeah, absolutely. And again, that's one of the things 
with regards to your business strategy, that's very important, right? He's trying to figure out what your competition is weak at so that you can leverage that into your business. Next question here, and we're going to take this last question, Zach, and then we're going to call it a night because every time that you talk, what ends up happening is the cricket goes faster. So Should I just start talking loud as possible and try to drown him out? And then I think he's going to go faster and louder. <laughs> you know, I wonder if this is a gag. And somebody put one of those little beeping things over there. I wonder if one of the J's came in and put that thing on in, in here and they got that little cricket thing. By the way, nobody can see this, right? We're not doing this on video camera, but we have all of them sitting back over there. And I think they agree, right? You guys agree? Yeah, they're all starving. Like, yeah, they're, they're all starving. starving. What's going to happen is they're going to be like, let's start our podcast so we could talk crap about how Pool Nation <laughs> took us out and they didn't take us out to eat. If it was John, they wouldn't be yeah, treating yeah. us that way. John wouldn't let this happen. Yeah, John wouldn't let this happen. John would have been like, we're doing this podcast at 3 a.m., but we're eating right now. Anyways. All right. So last question here. And this question was specifically for you, Zach. It was sent in. And the question is, what steps can I take to minimize expenses and increase my business efficiency during the early stages of my business? Which, by the way, is a great question. Yeah. And I'm going to tackle minimizing expenses. And this is what I went through, right? It's real easy when you get started to just get in the groove of, we just need to get out there. We need to work. We need to get things done. And you tend to overlook the overspending or things like that. One thing that I do, and I still do this, and I've talked about this before, is to pretty frequently do what I call an expense audit. And what I do is I use tools like my bank statements, my financial statements. If you have a bookkeeper, if you do QuickBooks, you have profit and loss statements, things like that, that you can look at and just go through every item line by line of your spending and just look at the things that you're spending money on. And I think a lot of the times you'll find things like subscriptions that you've signed up to maybe help you with marketing and things like that. You get sidetracked, you forget about it, still hitting the account, $7, $11 a month, whatever, Canva. I had that one for like two years before I found it. <laughs> so things like that. And the big one is for minimizing expenses is you have to separate your personal expenses from your business expenses. And this is something that in the very first years of me and Justin working, we didn't have an understanding. And so it was like, this is our money. We've made it. So we spend it. So if you went to look at the bank statements and you went to look at the financial statements, there was a very unclear picture of what the actual health of the business was and what the actual business expenses were. So this is super important. If you want to be able to minimize expenses, you have to have a clear picture of what those expenses actually are. So once you do that, I would say it's just a matter of cutting out anything unnecessary. And another term for it is running lean and then just being cost conscious. Again, it's easy to say, we need to get more work. Let's sign up for Yelp. And then you take on this 12-month commitment at whatever it is, hundreds of dollars a month. And then you're stuck in that when at the end of the year, there wasn't really no result. Don't do those unnecessary things. And I'm not saying Yelp's unnecessary. It may be very necessary for you, but just keep a close eye on what you're actually spending your money on. You can get into negotiating and asking for better prices, but a lot of the times you're not going to get anywhere with that. So don't sit there and bang your head on the table trying to fight it if it's not going to happen or it's not going to be worthwhile. Don't try to shave, spend a bunch of time shaving 20 bucks a month off your insurance bill, those are necessary costs. And you want to make sure that you have 
all the necessary things. But just keep an eye on that, go through it. And then as far as increasing business efficiency during the early stages of my business, the best thing that's ever happened for the pool boys is when I started looking at things in the form of process and procedure and trying to structure like you want to put structure in place that are, you know, a process that if we follow the steps for whatever it is, tracking attendance or even what our attendance program looks like or what our hours are. If you say your business is going to start at 7 a.m., then start your business at 7 a.m., not 7.30, not 8. Stick to the process. And when you start to systemize these things, it becomes it's autopilot, right? And then you just follow the process of that increases efficiency. And I had a lot of conversations about what the things we do. And one of them was uniforms. I had several people ask me about different uniforms and we use CentOS and there are a lot of cool uniforms out there and things like that. But what we found is by having a system like that in place, I don't have to think about it anymore. So I'm not wasting time with sticky notes all over my desk that say ordering more shirts or send those shirts back because the logo came in too small. I don't have to worry about it anymore. So I think that's the first step is establishing some processes and it can be the most basic processes as far as everyone's going to be assigned a parking spot. So then every day you're not spending 15 minutes jockeying around the parking lot. Just silly things like that will make a big difference. Or what about putting the numbers of the trucks on the keychain so that you know <laughs> what key goes to what keychain? The guys know. <laughs> that's all that matters. They about, know. By the way, that's a joke. We just helped Zach move all the trucks because we parked them across the street. And the guys know what keys they are for their truck. And we were all trying to figure out all 10 trucks or whatever it was, trying to figure out all the keychains. Just had a handful of keys. Just had a handful of keys, so. A lot of great points, Zach. And a it was of... very inefficient. How long did we spend yeah. trying to unlock the trying trucks? Trying to unlock the trucks. Luckily, we don't do boot camps there every weekend. <laughs> they have to move the trucks every week, right? And then, of course, Jordan and Justin helped us. So it was a lot quicker to just pull four trucks once we figured it out. Anyways, Zach, I think we're going to end this podcast because if we don't, I'm going to lose my marbles with this cricket. <laughs> Today's podcast has been Zach, Edgar, and we need a name for the cricket. Jiminy. Jiminy. Is that anybody? Jiminy? Yeah. Another J. Uh, another J. There you go. <laughs> the four J's. <laughs> the four J's. So joined in studio by JJ, J and J, right? And then JJ's not here today. So holy crap. Six J's. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Zach, Sorry. I think they're going to kick us off the podcast, you and me, unless you got a J. You're not in. So anyways, so once again, I do want to thank Jordan, Jeanette, and Justin for helping us out. That was huge that they stayed afterwards. They didn't have to. Right now it is, what time is it? It's 926 and we have not fed them yet. Wow. We have not fed them. So we better feed them some good stuff in John tradition style. Everybody keep listening. Next week we are going to do the podcast. We're going to do it during the week, but we will go live one of the nights, maybe Monday or Tuesday night. We'll go live. We'll talk about the Pool Nation Bootcamp. Great experience. Great event. You can check out our Instagram page. Take a look at it. See what it was like. And we will catch you guys on the weekend. Uh, not on the weekend. In the weekday. Because on the weekend we have the Pool Nation Women's Summit. Mm -hmm. I'm struggling now here because it's getting late. I'm looking at you and you look really tired. So you're reflecting that off of me, Zach. Let's keep it up because wherever we go, we're going to go close the place, right? You know that if you hang out with Pool Nation, you're going to close the place. Which, by the way, last night, John comes to me and I was with Justin and Justin goes, hey, I, I'm going to have another beer. And I'm like, yeah, I, I, we're good. Just go have another beer. We got plenty of time. 
And then John and Janie are like, are you ready to go? Let's go. And I'm like, oh crap, I just told Justin to have another beer. So I'm like, Justin, you're going to have to down your beer. And so Justin goes over, gets his beer, and he's like, drinking, drinking a beer. And then John got into one of those where he was on one of his rants and then went on and on. And we all sat there and just like, with our arms crossed, waiting for John. And we're like, John, let's go. And he's like, okay, yeah, I'll be there in a minute. And, bro, oh, and he kept going. We're like, John, let's go. Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, I just went forever. So everybody, hope you guys have the good rest of the week. From Edgar, Zach, and the 4Js, hope you have a good night. We'll catch you on the next episode. Thanks, guys. Bye. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Pool Nation podcast, a member of the Pool Nation family. You can listen to us live every Friday here at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central, and 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. You can find us at Pool Nation or PoolNationPodcast.com, on Facebook, or on Instagram at Pool.Nation. And to find more info about Pool Invoice, the billing software built specifically for the pool industry, go to PoolInvoice.com. Before you go, this is what the pool industry has been waiting for. PoolManUniversity.com. It's the first platform dedicated to learning the swimming pool service and repair industry. A pool service community where you can connect and find videos on business, service, water chemistry, and repairs. See you there at PoolManUniversity.com. 